Ladies and gentlemen, as we turn the page to 2023, how about one more salute to the 2022 National League Champion? Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back. The Phillies can't close the game. Welcome back, people. The hottest Phillies podcast this side of the Mississippi, baby. It's speaking of sports. High atop the Grimly Financial <laughs> Studios. High atop, baby. I'm your host, Ray Shippion, along with Chad the Wiz Grimley and the Godfather, Chuck Grimley. Howdy. Guys, let me tell you something. The Phillies can't run bases. <laughs> they can't catch a cold in the field. I was going to say something else, but yep. I won't. Yeah, just finally uh, ready. League worst pitching, close to. Close to. 3.2 runs a game. Yeah. You know. You people waiting on Harper, he might want to consider uh, pulling his hamstring for the next six months, <laughs> unless he plans on pitching again. What What is going on? I would assume this is your rant. <laughs> oh, I'm ranting Ray. Ranting Ray. Uh, I'm just gonna. Ca- I'm gonna calm you down. I know you don't have long. I'm gonna calm you down for about ten seconds with a little bit of a trivia question, which I found fascinating this morning. X Philly. Recent ex Philly with a slash line three seven five five one five five eight three and one zero nine eight, and he's top five in baseball in win percentage. In other words, everything this guy does offensively converts to he's fifth in baseball, helping his team win win percentage. Do you want to take a crack at that and the and the listing uh, fans of the show? Take a crack at that. It ain't so easy. I'll leave it at that. I'm calm and raise blood pressure down, then we'll get back to his rent. You want to take a stab, Raymond? Well, the, his name wouldn't rhyme with uh, Boniac, right? It would not. No, this is, this this will shock you. This will shock you. Yeah, it will. It, it shocked me. Yeah. I'm checking win percentage, and I don't expect to see this guy's name. So I'll give you a five-second clock for one more guess. Ex-Philly. Philly, huh? Yep. I'm going to say our uh, our old second baseman. Segura. Segura. That would be a good guess. Wiz, do you know the answer? You want to take a stab? I believe it's Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, yeah. Good good, good one. How about that? So he's helping the Pirates uh, to a, a pretty good, off to a pretty good start. And now we're going to get back to your rant. Right. Everything you said, bud, is deadly accurate. Um, it, it's so hard to watch because... A lot of it is a repeat of what you saw last year with the corner outfield play. You know, fly, fly balls in the gap drop. A fly ball directly over our left fielder or right fielder's head drops. They aren't too bad coming in, but they make it look hard. So you think, oh, great play, where another guy would catch it off his knees routinely because the first five-step jump is slow. You can't – slow horses don't make fast horses. They're just bad. But wait a minute. You got a third base coach. Go, 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 go. Stop. I mean, how do you even do that? 
You got Marsh rounding third. First of all, you got Marsh. I mean, <laughs> let's face it. They got, they, they, it like, in the park home run, you you got to go for it when you got a shot like that. And, and you're sending them. I, all right, I got to push back. I love you, but I got to push back. Okay, A, I don't think that looked like an inside the park home run ball. So if I'm running the base, and I did not see it live. I watched the replay. But then when I saw the replay, I was shocked as heck that he attempted because to me, when the left fielder went to retrieve, there just was not enough time for an inside the park home run. So I was shocked. But I thought maybe this guy cut all the bases right, you know. And then I'm looking at the third base coach, and what he does, he does come down to 15, 20 feet. He positions himself right. We're looking at it right now. And, Chad, I want your opinion. Yeah, you're not. Now, watch this. Gets by the left fielder. He's already at the wall, so it doesn't look like a circle job. But the third base coach does put the the, the, the brakes on him, um, and it, apparently, you know, too late. Um, and he doesn't pick it up. I mean, he's, he's got to have his heads up coming to third. But how about the double out at the plate? Schwarber should have been out. The Castellanos was out. It was atrocious base running all day long, all season long. Ditto defense. Um, it's just been a disaster. And they're almost, you're right, almost last in ERA. Uh, what the heck kind of start is that to the season? You're going to blame all of that on Harper? No. No, and, 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 and like I said, bring Davey Lopes back, man. I never knew how important these coaches were. Yeah, I oh mean, yeah. That, that would never happen with Davey Lopes. Yeah, no, you're right. L- looking at, at the replay, whether or not the hands are up late, Schwarber, in my opinion, had enough time to stop. But I find it funny that he decided to blow the stop sign. I mean, yeah, yeah. this is a guy who, who is running with a piano on his back. Why, yeah. why in the yeah. world... Is he taking the liberty on his own to make that type of decision? Yeah. yeah. Sure, I mean, it's not Trey Turner on the bases. And how slow does Cassianos look when he starts halfway to come home? Yeah. I mean, if I'm the coach of the Phillies, I'm like, sure, but you, 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 should, you do not have that authority. Right. You're not, you're not fast enough to make those decisions on your own. Yeah. And by the time he processes the decision, it's too late for him. You can't make it up. I, I will say this. I watched, I watched Marsh's ball live, and... When they said he's rounding third, it, it seemed like it, it was two seconds. It was unbelievable. As soon as it, as as the uh, as the left fielder got it, and he said rounding third, I was like, whoa! And then he they said, wait, he put the brakes on. Yeah, man, he must have been flying. I don't know how you just don't send him there. So if you, if you look at the play, what Schwarber really did is when he was about right, right probably like seven feet from third base. He's the coach has his hands wide up in the air, and Schwarber is staring at the outfielder. So he's trying to make his own decision there. But that's a good frame. So that's he he's frame. making his own call. He lo- and then he looks back and he doesn't even look at the coach. He puts his head down. And he starts running again. So yeah. he yeah. I don't know if what was going on. He basically has totally disregarded everything. That's and yeah, he should have been out by ten feet. Yeah, we'll send you the pictures and, and once again, listeners. Schwarber's got his head eyes to the bag. As he's stepping on third, eyes are down. What does that mean? That means that rather than trust your third base coach, which you have to relocate about the shortstop zone, where are my eyes going to go? If my eyes are watching the play, I'm not playing baseball the way I've been taught because you don't watch the play out and left. 
you then pick up your coach. Why do they tell you to watch the play when you're going to the second? Kind of hard to look at the third base coach as you're going to the second, right? So you pick up your go from the first base coach, then you're on your own. You got to read the play. Once you turn short, eyes on the third base coach to see if I'm coming home. Schwarber's got his eyes to left and then down. He then comes around the bag, and when he's coming around, he's a locomotive coming downhill. He ain't stopping. He looks up, sees the stop sign. Oops, too late. So that's the sequentialness of the play. Uh, but it's just a, what, what's the point we're making? Mental mistake after mental mistake. You know, Bo and Charlie come on the show. We love having them on the show. They're having a good time. I got a phone call from Charlie this morning that said he's on a plane he couldn't make today's show. It was, and he's so cute. He's he loves the show. Bo likes it, which is cool. But you know, we they talk about the spring training and not just the uh, you know discipline and, and fundamentals, but you know that these are older players. I mean, the average age on the team is like thirty. These guys have been in baseball seven, eight, nine years. You know, they know how to pick up a third base coach. You can't have that happen three times in one game, right? Well, yeah, but with all that being said, Chuck, they still went to the ninth with the lead. Yeah, it's Cincinnati. Yeah, we got to factor that. If they're not the worst, I, I, yeah, I understand that. But yeah. and the last, you know, I just have to say this about the game. So now you have a guy ten strikeouts in a row, tied tied a major league record for ten Ks in a row. He's unhittable. Good lord! And you go into the, you throw him in the seventh. And God, the eighth inning and the ninth, Sir Anthony. Oh my God, this guy couldn't throw a strike. It's he's the opposite of what he was last year. It was unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Every great team you've watched, there's exceptions. There's exceptions to everything, uh, but every great team you watch in history has has a good good to great closer. And we got we have one. It looks like break all the records. Okay, he could be Cy Young at this pace. And we're using this guy in the seventh inning? you got to be kidding yeah. me. This guy is your closer, okay? Now, I don't care if he comes in for four out, you know, eight, nine. This guy's your closer with the numbers he's got. you got to develop. Kimbrell's done. Put a fork in Kimbrell. He is done. And, and that's not surprising news because his stats uh, the last five years, which we won't bore everybody with because we know they don't love stats, it's terrible. He's, he's a 5.5 ERA for the last five years. So, you know, we got to do better than him, but he's got to close right now. His numbers are – he Ray, check this out. Four innings pitched. But Wiz, why don't you give us the rundown, Albuquerque? You got it right in front of you? His numbers. Yeah, Alvarado, four, four innings pitched, 11 strikeouts. That's zero ERA, obviously, because no one's hitting the guy. You can't even make contact on him. Versus like Sir Anthony, who's got a 15 ERA right now. Kimbrell's got a 13 ERA. And it's nothing close. If you, even if you look at last year's numbers, every single like major category, Alvarado is better than Kimbrell or he's better better than Anthony. So I don't, uh, Sir Anthony, so I don't know why he, this guy's not being the closer on, on this team. I mean, his strikeout percentage last year was 38% compared to Kimbrell and, and Sir Anthony, which were, which were below 30%. And what do you want your closer to do? Not give up strikeouts. How about 20? I mean, sorry, strike people out. And his home run percentage was lower than both of those guys as well. 25 Ks per nine inning. Now, that obviously is not sustainable. We know that. Wow. Okay? 25 per nine. 
Everybody that's listening, hear that. Chad, Kimbrell's got 395 saves. So, you know, he's clearly going to get 400. Is he a Hall of Famer? Does 400 saves put you yeah, in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I, I think he will be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yes. I mean, he was so good for, for really so long. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think so. I didn't realize he had that many saves till they said, you know, the other day was his 395th save. Uh, let's get him four hundred and, and 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 maybe get rid of him. <laughs> have a yeah, ha, have a lunch. How about yeah. uh, how about the fact that our coach, who in my opinion is starting to uh, develop a little mold, and is starting to remind me, give me some some cause as to why he wasn't employed. That sounds mm-hmm. harsh. Yeah. Hey, yep. listen. Last he year, might be the bottom, Chuck. Yeah, last year, if Milwaukee takes care of business the last 12 games, none of this, we're not in the conversation with the Phillies in the World Series. But they don't. And they leave the door Correct. open, left the light on. Phillies came through yep. it. Then they played remarkable hats off. I gave them all the credit in the world. But a lot of breaks, man. And you have breaks, but they, they, they really lucked in. And Thompson gets a lot of credit, naturally. This year, he insists on putting a guy in the two-hole that so far is absolutely murdering this team because the whole team's not batting 210. You got other hitters with batting 360, leading baseball in some categories. Yeah, I mean, you know? look, at, look at some of the guys on the team. Stotts, 430, Bohm's 313, yeah. Marsh is 333. And they're not in front of him to get on base for power. Yeah, and then, then you have guys like Castellanos and Schwarber Right now, Castellanos has 16 strikeouts and 37 plate appearances. How about that? Schwarber's got 12 and, and, and 39. And look at his own base. Remember the days, Ray, where Schwarber was known for his own base, so even when his batting average was terrible, sub 200, yeah. his own base was yeah. 360. Let's look at his own base versus batting average today, Wiz. His own base percentage isn't even his weight. Okay? <laughs> he's batting. He's batting. I don't think his no his slug his slugging is is his weight <laughs> less yeah. than his weight higher than his weight his batting average is one fifty eight his on base is one seventy nine no walks one walk in forty plate appearances all that, right that can't happen as the two hitter on the team right if you're not hitting as the two hitter you have to at least be getting on base now there's an explanation for that I just mutilated the word explanation because of my <clears throat> too many teeth in my mouth. I talked to somebody over the weekend about that. Very, very knowledgeable base career baseball guy. And I told him my theory. And he bought me a drink and said, spot on. And we agreed on the theory that Schwerber in the two-hole with Turner this year instantly becomes a different mentality two-hole hitter. He's, and Turner's been on like, you know, 14 times, so he's always on base. So Schwarber now has a preoccupation with Turner stealing second, and that changes the way you look at the at-bat as far as aggressive or not, okay? And that may very well explain no walks because he's preoccupied with is Turner going to go because you know base runners nowadays are on their own. In the old days, you got the sign, you read it, you knew he was going to go. That's not modern baseball. The runner is on his own. 
you know, he's getting some input from the first base coach. He's reading the pitcher. In today's rule change, he's getting an extended lead. So Schwarber doesn't know if and when he's going to go, but there's clearly a preoccupation with, is there not, with what he's going to do at first base, and you're a power hitter. It doesn't help, does it? Is, is that yeah. distraction? I mean, it's it's possible. I'm not, I'm not sure what's going through Schwarber's head right now up at, up at the plate, but in my opinion, he's taking too many good pitches to start and not and, being aggressive. Maybe and, that's part of the reason why. And conversely, the reason Turner only has one stolen base and projects 24 for the year, he's preoccupied with the guy who hit 46 home runs right. last year, Ray. So I, why yep. why potentially be out? Because right. even if he steals 70 bases, he's going to be out 50% of the time. That's a fact. So why risk out when this cat hit 46 home runs? So I'm not going to steal, and Schwarber's not going to swing natural because they're each waiting for the other guy to do what they do best. Hey, about Yeah, and that that's a really good point, and I – yeah, like that really could be in Turner's head. Thank I can't you. be out if Schwarber hit a home run the next pitch. That can't you know, be you can't have a combination, right? At least not not as a two hitter. No, as a three four hitter, maybe there's you know comes out with comes comes uh, Schwarber comes up with two outs. Right. Maybe you try to steal, get a hit, score a run, steal something like that. But I think I think the top of the lineup and baseball is let's keep it simple. You need consistency. Yeah. You can't have a guy who's going to be hot as a firecracker. And then cold as ice. And that's really what Kyle Schwarber is. Similar yeah. to Reese, when they're on, those guys were as good as any in baseball. But then they go into these cold spells. And you really can't afford to have that in the top of the lineup. You can't have Trey Turner being on base and getting stranded there so much. I and mean, he's doing his part. He's hitting 308. He's close to 350 yeah. on base. Yeah. And he's not get, he's not scoring runs. He has only four runs scored this entire year. And there are multiple other guys who have more than that yeah. lower in the lineup. Yeah. The yeah. top of the lineup's not delivering the two, three, four hole. Changing the subject, can sure. we stick a fork in Castellanos? I mean, he's done, right? He is just awful. Put the fork in, take a hammer or sledgehammer, and drive it in through the other side so a break skin comes out the other way. Yeah. It's going to be just like last year, correct? Yeah. And we're locked into these two guys. And one, oh. of, the, one of these presentations. I'm going to shock the baseball world. I don't mean this in some type of, you know, pedestal thing. But I'm going to shock the baseball world, MLB included, who canonizes Schwarber because they just look at the topical stats too. Oh, 46 home runs and Harvey eyes and he, and listen, who don't like looking at his home runs? Those BBs that go to the upper deck in about a second and a half, you know. But I'm going to do a bit on how Schwarber kills the Phillies. And I'm going to re-engineer every game Schwarber plays, including zone defense on balls he didn't get to that were routine. Then the wrong base throw two. Then out on the bases. Okay. Then the strikeouts ending inning. Then his runners in scoring position batting average. Then April and May or uh, yeah April and May's performance. Okay. I'm going to put all that together. And I want to break out his 40 home runs and which ones actually had a difference in net win percentage. Fans are I going, say he ends up with 15 quality home runs out of 40. That's a good guess because I started to do the preliminary work. Good guess. Look, I, I like that. But what on the point you were just saying, you know what's, what's really concerning to me 
is that yesterday he should have been out twice on the bases. Yeah. The play at home that hit him. Right. And the uh, not was it the ninth inning uh, ball down the line where he where he got caught between first and second base. That what's the, he thinking? The con- yeah, that, that, that's the, my point. The concerning part to me is there is where's the baseball instinct? <laughs> None. Not. None. Like, if you don't if you don't have that instinct for the game. Why in the hell are you being aggressive like that? Just listen to your coaches and let them do their job. And first off, you're a tugboat out there. Yeah. <laughs> listen to your coaches. Unless you're, you know, a guy like Turner, he has the respect to make that decision. A guy like Chase Utley can make that decision, and you're okay with it because they're going to be right way more than they're wrong. But Schwarber in one game yesterday should have been wrong two times. They were, and they weren't even close plays. But then this is this is how this guy's processing. He has no baseball instinct. He is as slow as anyone out there, and he's making these aggressive decisions that are hurting the team when he finally gets so now it's oh, he finally got a hit. What's he gonna do on the bases to to get out? And and a negative fourteen DRS last year on defense was which is worse than Greg Luzinski. Bull, we love you. And you had a great career, and boy, your ribs are super. But, my man, you couldn't play left field a lick, and Schwarber's worse. <laughs> if if that doesn't give you a takeaway point, something to think about all day, as you're moving the meat market across the commodities in New York City, Raymond, what will, buddy? Yes, sir. We, we love having you on. I'm going to leave you guys with this. Do they, like you guys said earlier, not respect the coaches? Is it a lack of respect when you just blatantly run through signs and uh, – <sighs> And just play the way you, you want to play? I mean... Let's go back to last week's podcast. After Boa shared the Rose story and authenticated it, and I had already heard the tail ending of the story many, many times. So right. I, it was a setup. And I said to Bo, rumor has it that it never happened again the rest of the season. We're talking about Boa getting a sacrifice punt down if you weren't listening last week and Rose chastising Right, and, mm-hmm. and Bo laughed. And we had lunch and talked about it, and Bo said, you're right. It never happened again. Is that not player, senior, team, clubhouse leadership, yes or no? What Rose did to Boa, yes, it is. Oh, God, yeah. I don't think Schwarber's going to hear about it. I don't think he's coming back to the dugout, and anyone is saying, hey, my man, you're like out by 30 feet there. What are you thinking? Now, when the ball was hit, I thought it was a natural double. I don't know if he blew a tire or what happened. <laughs> At some point, he had to know my ass ain't getting the second base. I, 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 don't think, know. He, I think he blew a tire when he was like 15 years old. Yeah, I mean, never I, got it back. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with this. Okay. The difference. The difference. <laughs> Besides the size of the players. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't get over that when you, when you look at your baseball cards from the 70s, but Besides that, you're talking about a guy that makes sixty thousand a year and a guy that makes you know twenty million a year, and that's the difference. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you, it, it will. These we'll, guys are just too. You, you know, the, 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 they believe that they're uh, you know, superheroes. I I'm, think. I'm and right. I, I think that's a, a good point, Ray. You look at the guys making the money on this team. Great point, Schwarber. Castellanos right now. Look at those two guys <laughs> who are struggling. They can't lead. They, do, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. What, what, is, what, is, what is Castellanos do yesterday when he slides into home plate? Oh. He looks up, looks into the dugout, God. looks out at Schwarber, and he shrugs and he, he points shrugs. at someone. He shrugs. 
jokes. That is not. That is first off. <laughs> that embarrassing. I don't know if he was shrugging it off or if he was blaming someone, I, but that is not a team player. No, that is not what you do. But, Who are the guys right. playing with hard out there? Right. Stott, Boom, Boom, Turner, JT, and Harper when he's back. Yep. Yeah, of course, Harper yep. always yep. when he's yep. back. Yep, JT, you said yep. the guys, the two guys right now doing bad and making the most money are the guys playing with no heart. That's Nick and Schwarber for The you. way Castellanos looked up, somewhere between a seven-year-old T-baller and uh, you know somebody just played the game for the first time, was can you give us a little bit of sending the clowns? Because I believe that's what he was looking for. He was <laughs> he was looking at the dugout and just wanted to hear a few words from Sinatra's sending the clowns. Go, go ahead, Ray. Sending the clowns. Where are the clowns? Apparently, at home play. Get out of here! All right, boys, I love, love you. I'll see you next Only, only Ray would accept the challenge. Right? He, he doesn't. He doesn't back down from anything. Can you guy. imagine no. me trying to sing "Send in the Clowns"? But you're right. The look on his face, and look at the lack of speed. I had a replay about twenty times. Look at the lack of speed when he decides to go home, bud. His first five steps are backwards. He's not moving forward. He slides in like, I think what he's doing is saying, I didn't know the ball was at home plate. Apparently, he thought it was still in the dugout. Some nonsense like that. But uh, we, we're going to have a, another guest, uh, another, I hear. Another, mystery guest? Another mystery guest coming on in a minute. Okay. Before, before we dial the mystery guest up, let me give you everyone a little breakdown of the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh God. Nine and zero to start the season. Run differential plus fifty-seven Seven. in nine games. They've outscored opponents seventy-five to eighteen in only nine games. That right now is the best in ba- really the best in baseball history. Unless you go back to the eighteen eighty-four St. Louis Maroons or the eighteen eighty-four New York Gotham's, which are some pretty cool names. Yeah, they are. But I mean, are you kidding me? Take we're going back to the 1880s here. Okay, best in baseball history. I'm not even counting counting the 1880s there. Rays are currently projecting to be 94 and 68. This is something that really no one was expected. Maybe an above average team, a playoff team, but at this pace, unheard of. Really, what's going on? The home run, the long ball. They have 24 home runs right now. Next best team is Dodgers with 18, and it's not all one guy. I mean, Wander Franco is the best player on the team with uh, four homers. They have one, two, three, four, five guys with two home runs and two got two additional guys with three home runs. Yeah, Talk yeah. about balance right there. If one guy's having a bad game, someone else is stepping up. Look at these OPSs. The, 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 the Rays, uh, okay, it's only nine games. That's not, they're obviously well, not going to be well, 162. We are who we are. You take your uh, clients as you get them. But right now the Rays are playing significantly better than the 1927 Yankees, <laughs> which is probably the best baseball team of all time. The 1927 Yankees had four Hall of Famers in their starting lineup and two uh, and two on their pitching staff. And the Rays currently have an OPS of 967. 967 team OPS. Absolutely insane. Yeah, and the disclaimer that's being tossed out there is, of course, the fact that they started off the season uh, with Detroit, uh, then they uh, they clubbed them by 12 runs a few games. Then they played the Nats, uh, 10-6, you know, scores like that. Then the A's, uh, 9-5, 11-0, 11-0. Yeah, and that's a lot of the data right there. So yeah. take it with a grain of salt. 
Yeah, they're playing basically minor league teams. And now they get the Red Sox at home, so they could beat up, beat up on their pitching. And then they believe they get uh, Toronto. They'll get a true test. Be that as it may. You play your schedule as it presents itself. And, you know, we just lost a game to the Reds yesterday who are terrible and should have lost one Saturday night. Yeah, we'll take it. It's a win. But, um, no, the, the, you know, if you divide payroll by win and you come out with that ratio, the, the, the best economic value in baseball, this will shock listeners too, for 10 years only on Speaking of Sports do you hear this stuff. The best economic value, but that's a fight worth watching the NBA last night. The best economic value in, in sorry, my that violation, uh, is, is Tampa Bay, who somehow spends half of all the other teams and wins 95 games a year. Bawa says it's a mystery what goes on in, in Tampa with what they do with pitching. Uh, we're talking about base running, great outfield defense. He said they train it from a ball up. And they all play the same system. And he says, you know what? It's a, it damn near a mystery uh, the way things shape up. Yep. So, And it's it's just about time to get our mystery guests on the line. The last thing I'll say about the Rays, though, is this guy Wander Franco. How about him? 22. 22 years old. This is his third you know, third season in the big leagues now. This guy is projecting to be, like, the next shortstop of, of the generation. Unbelievable. Potentially. I'm, okay, that's maybe a little over the top. The next wow. shortstop of, let's call it the decade. Five I don't want to get ahead of myself. He's you no... Know, he has he's only played uh, 162 career he's gotta, games. He's got to stay healthy. But I mean, really impressive numbers. And the guy looks like he's just getting better. I know. I think he was the guy who rookie year had a a, a really good hitch um, hitting streak to start yeah. to start yep. the season. Yep. And this year he started off really strong, and he may just never slow down. The, so really impressive shortstop, a guy to watch, keep on your radar, a fun guy to follow. Who's only yeah. 22 years old. 22. Still, always cool to see. 22. Yeah. He's got a great career in front of him. And uh, so we have our mystery deck guest is uh, in the on-deck circle. Um, and you, uh, most of you listeners, devoted listeners, know this mystery guest. Here and, he is. Uh, we're going to get, we're trying to get him on the line now. All right. Good morning. Our mystery guest. How are you today? <laughs> we had the uh, audience guessing who was coming on. And uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, it is Coach Al. From, Coach from Al. Last season, last season. What's up, buddy? Good morning, guys. Blade right. happy, blade happy Easter, and uh, hope everybody's doing well. Same to you. Give us uh, what's going on with these Phillies. Terrible pitching, terrible base running, terrible defense. Three point two runs per game. Uh, nothing's good. What the heck's going on? Well, you and I uh, did a lot of coaching in our careers, and there's two things you always exist on. You can condone physical mistakes, but not mental mistakes. And they're having their, a lot of mental, mental mistakes for guys that are experienced major leaguers. And uh, their pitching has worried me a whole lot. But with, uh, with running through, I'll give you an example. Like, when you know yourself, being a left-handed hitter, you hit a ball down a right field line in your day, and you're turning first base. Once you get past that vision point where you don't turn back and look at the ball anymore, you start to look towards second base and pick up the third base coach. Well, evidently, both times with Marsh, Dusty Waltham has given him the stop sign, but he just ran through it, and then You're he's right. in no man's land. We just we just covered that. You're dead right, oh, okay. as always. Yep. And, and you know, to have any run production when your first three batters there for, I think at one time in that series, were 
0 for 19 with 11 strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, unheard of. Well, you know, last year the show was extremely critical of uh, the Carl uh, Kyle Schwarber, and his numbers are worse this year where his on-base percentage coaches – Identical to his batting average, which is sub two hundred again. You know the standard yeah. standard baseball for for Schwarber in April and May. May's career numbers are worse than April's. That's a horrifying thought. However, he's not walking this year. So we put out a theory, one that I ran by, and our listeners have heard this. So I'm going to make it very brief. That maybe Schwarber is preoccupied with if Turner's going to steal a base or not, and that's into his head a bit. You think? While he's batting, like, hey, is Turner going to steal? What am I going to do? Take, swing, you know? Well, I would think them both being established pros, they would have talked about it or anything. I don't think. And Schwarber, I mean, once he gets behind the count, they just start throwing those curveballs and wind up six inches outside and he's swinging and missing. I mean, the one that he hit yesterday hit off the end of the bat. Now, there's another example about base running. That ball is in front of him. He knows when he gets the first base and turns, it's him that's made up his mind to go to second and be thrown out, yep. not the first base coaches. Exactly, exactly. And uh, when he ran through the stop sign at third, I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, you know. I'm not sure. It was, it was, we touched on it earlier. It was really, really bad, really ugly, and it's plays like that that come back to really haunt you. you got you got to play the game fundamentally sound. You, well, you know what, Chad, Chad and Chuck, too, it's, it, so tough to imagine in your mind that these guys are doing these things that they're making millions and millions of dollars. I mean, uh, have they been pampered ever since they were the best little kid at eight years old and little league and all that stuff where you don't get uh, the mental game, you know, the mental part of the game uh, installed in you and then you're too old to change. I don't, I don't know. It's a mystery. That's a good word. A lot of what we've seen through nine games is, yep, is nine games. indeed a mystery because you didn't expect some of the the standard of play to be worse than last year in certain pockets. By that I mean you didn't expect worse defense, and so far it is. You didn't expect worse base running, and so far it indeed it is. You know, I mean, you've got enough mental mistakes of the bases for at least three quarters of a year season. All right, you're right. Got first line. If you do projections on some of the crazy data through nine, it ends up being like Turner's going to have 24 stolen bases for the year because he's not running. Why? Why is it Turner stealing like everybody else in baseball? Well, maybe he's waiting for the 46 home run hitter batting second to get his pitch. It's a two nothing ball game versus a down at second. That's what we were and, expecting. And what what about else? The fact that you know, Schwarber, if he swings, what are the odds that he doesn't make contact? Right. I mean, if there's two strikes, then maybe I'll try like a, just run with two strikes here. You can't do that with Schwarber. He strikes out too much. Strikes out too you much. can't rely on a guy to put a ball in play and just get you over. It doesn't happen with Schwarber. And I think you guys will agree on this, that when you're doing well and scoring 10 or 11, 12 runs, some of these things don't see, seem to stick out like they do when you're in, when you're not producing any runs, you know, and all of a sudden it cuts off a rally and, and a few innings later, well, if he hadn't have done that, then we'd be, you know, you could second-guess a whole lot more when you're not producing any runs. That's a fantastic point, one that we have not underscored on the, on the show uh, yet today. They are camouflaged very often. And conversely, when you go back 
and you look at how we lost, I love, I like to do that, and you see Schwarber's role in the losses, you could see where if we had dropped him down and put a couple of the guys at a two and three hits up with Turner, that projects out to wins. Now, you can't predict, you know, pass balls and outfield misthrows and stuff like that and errors. But if you just take the wiffle ball theory of guys moving up on a hit, we force in, in many games, one or two more runs, three runs, with the guys below Schwarber batting fifth, sixth, and seventh, you know, uh, Bohm, Stott, that have been hot. And I say, with Turner being white hot, at least in the beginning, he's cooled off, stack those guys, man. Stack them, and let's get a run in first and third, nobody out, and here comes Schwarber up. And you really don't have, the pitchers don't have a lot of room, margin for error, because you're not going to walk this guy, too. Now you're in a big-time jam. You know, if you score five runs in one inning early in a baseball game, you have like a 93% chance of winning that baseball game, right? So you, you can't have a, a, a big, big, big crooked number inning. So now you're in trouble with these guys with the own base percentage, one in, two on, Schwarber up. You got to pitch to him, right, differently than, yeah. than, yeah, than when he's batting second full of strikeouts. These are the things behind the numbers that – Unfortunately, or, or fortunately, a lot of baseball fans don't relate to uh, and they're camouflaged to your point when you win big. But, boy, when you break down these close losses and look how accountable Schwerber is in a lot of these one-run, two-run games, you know, it, it's these are wins you can't get back. There's no such thing as in September wins adjusted for Schwerber. You don't get him yeah. back but you lose them in April and May. Then our manager comes out July 15th, which Schwerber's got two home runs and six RBIs, and says, that's why we left him first or second. Coach, how many games in the standings did you not win by your patience? I don't get it. And he's not patient. Well, you know? well, well, let me interrupt you for a second there, and I think all three of us would agree on this. Right about now, I want Alex Bohm getting as many bats sure. as possible. I want him up there. And if and, and I think we might agree on this, too. If there's a situation, no matter when in the game, and you got the guy on third with less than two outs, I think we would want Bohm at bat as far as a contact hit. Wiz has a stat from last week, uh, Bohm against lefties with a lot of lefty relievers. Yeah, last relievers. year, Bohm against lefties had – Hit something like 350 with a 937 OPS, I believe, if I remember correctly, which was first and second in baseball, respectively, in those categories. Right. Yeah, I believe he was just, second in baseball in one of those things you just mentioned. I yeah. believe that's I mean, right. It was mm-hmm. incredible. The guy was just so so consistent. You know, such a power hitter versus lefties, runs all around hitter. But I think Bomer stopped. Either one of them, if not both, they need to be higher in the lineup right now. Absolutely. You have to play the hot. When you're struggling like this, in my opinion, it's. You got to break the consistency. You can't be oh Schwarber's second. He's the two hitter. You got to get some wins, and to do that, you have to play the best lineup. You got to play the best hitters. And right now, that's you're looking at uh, you know Bowman Stott. They have to be higher. Yeah. Obviously, Turner's the leadoff hitter. You got to get Bowman Stott up there higher in the lineup to let them produce. Because when they're doing it in the 
in the five, six, seven, eight hole. Yeah. That's not you can't have those guys there. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And now, right there, you're hot hands. So get them as many as bats as you can. Now, if two or three weeks from now they calm down and you drop stop back down to seven or eight, whatever, then you do that. But yeah. why not play what you what is very apparent, even though the season is the two guys that are producing the most hits. And I th- I think that if we saw a team where everyone was paid the same, we'd see something like that. Yeah. But you have Schwarber with a massive contract. Yeah. You have Castellanos yeah. with a five-year, hundred million dollar contract. Look at, look at our investment. You, well, what's going to happen if you bat those guys? You know, sub fifth in the line. Both and, those guys sub fifth in the line. And what are they going to do? And that's unfortunate and sad to believe because the fans want to see the team win, and so should management and C suite. Okay? Yeah, but it looks it makes them look bad, so they won't do it. You know, they're not going to fall on their sword. Not right. even falling on their sword. It's not just being accountable and saying these guys aren't hitting. You got to get lower in the lineup. You got to get some wins. We're three and six, and we haven't played a good team other than the yeah. Yankees. And, and it's reached the point where it's obnoxious to see Schwarber in a two hole. Obnoxious. I, I I can't stand to watch that guy. It's I can't tough. either. It's so tough to watch. Sorry, you Tom. just know he's going to get out. You know he's going to strike out. It doesn't look like he's trying. Like he like. We are this frustrating. We are never going to see cousin Tony again the rest of our lives. He'll refuse any dinner invitation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think their theory is thinking that Turner's going to get on a lot. And steal second, and now you got the big hole at first base, the side where Schwarber he makes contact, and one of those balls that got caught in short, and yeah. the Turner's all about a big good buddy in third. But that's Schwarber's not hitting the ball, making contact consistent enough to, for that to, to apply. It's hard to make contact when we know going in one out of three, thirty-three percent. You're a K guy. That's yeah. what he struck out last yeah. year, and he's projecting more than two hundred so far this year. And let me tell you something else. We talked early in the season about the five guys who last year all were reduced greatly in their numbers from the year before, all turned 30. And we said, is this the beginning, possibly, of guys starting to have reduced numbers? And one of the guys we mentioned was Turner, because even though it looked like he had a great offensive year last year with the Dodgers, when you broke down the numbers, it it, it they were reduced greatly from the two nine hundred OPS years. I think last year he was eight ten or something like that. Yep. Whatever, and with that lineup too, yeah, with that lineup, that powerful so, lineup behind you. And now he's cooled off greatly the last few games. So you just kind of wonder, you know, what kind of year he's going to have with them because he's below eight hundred now in OPS. Uh, something he's never done before. He's at 777 right yep, now. Yep, exactly, 777. OPS, Turner, that is, okay? Now, he's not stealing bases. He he lacks power, but he's actually lacked power his whole career, which is the argument I made on the radio Saturday. He's not a 30-home uh, a run guy, 40 doubles. All right. That's a Harper year. Um, Turner is more of a 30-double, 20-something home run guy, which is why his career OPS, somebody on Chuck from Mount Airy or whatever is telling everybody that tra- <laughs> that trout that trout stinks and Turner's way better than Harper. So yeah, I, had a, well. I had a call in to say, I know Howard, you don't like war talk. Here we go. Career, trout, nine war. Harper, 4.5. Double the trout over yeah. Harper. Just just and, look at look at the OPSs. Yeah. Just look at the MVPs. And Turner's ha- never won an MVP. And, and to complete that, you know, Harper over Turner. So I set the record straight real quick on that. But uh, 
yeah, it, it's uh, things got to change, and it got to change quick. Now they run into some pitching with the Marlins, and they hit a little bit with some of the guys they have now. They got three really good hitters on the And Marlins. just with the Marlins, we've always seen the struggle against against them. And I believe tonight yeah. they're pitching Sandy. Yeah. I think tonight they're pitching Sandy. Who we have pretty good success against, believe it or not. Yeah, you know, we so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But And then they go into Cincinnati. Well, bringing up pitching a little bit, I, in the beginning of the year, have no faith in Kimbrell anymore. He was super in his day, but he's made a move three or four moves over a four-year period. Now, people don't realize where he used to throw 98 or 99, it's now 94. And and even a lot of the times he's come in and got out of innings, the balls have been hit hard. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it just it, he's not the answer. Alvarado, I mean, right now looks like the man that, that – but if you use Alvarado up in the seventh, uh, who the hell are you pitching in the eighth and ninth, for lack of a better word? How can you not give these guys a position – and tell them where they're going to pitch. Tell get right now today. Tell Alvarado that he is the closer in this team, and let the other pitchers, relief guys, know where they're going to be expected to come in. Have accountability for that. Learn the nuances of that, the trade secrets, all that. You know they exist. Give the guys define how they're going to be used, and when you do that, tell this cat if you were to stay on the same pace could pitch 70 innings and strike out 240 batters. Could you imagine a stat like that? Can you imagine? Well, I think, you know, I think with Alvarado, definitely, you know, but, and they say there's a big mentality difference between an eighth inning pitcher and a closer. And I, I, I bet there is, you know, it gets in your head a little bit. Oh, I got to go in to save this game. We're only ahead by one run. But you, like you said, you've got to give people duty. And are you messing with egos here with, Maybe some of these hitters making millions of dollars if you drop them down to fifth or sixth. I don't know. It's a, you know, the mental part of the game is a lot more than people realize. Before we go, I think we got to talk about my boys. How about Sosa's play at third yesterday? That was incredible. Fantastic. Oh, His hand eye is off the charts. Put him at third. Yep. Put Baum at first. Then just leave it at that. The yep. middle set. And unfortunately, yeah. the outfield's got to be set because that's all you got. That, Until Harper comes back, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's it. Do. And play it that way. Yeah. J, J, JT's best catcher in baseball. Sosa yeah. made a play yesterday that Boehm will never make in his career. Never. He's ever. not. Boehm is not athletic enough to make that play like Sosa is. And you know no, what? That, that, that correction, the way he saved that play was absolutely impeccable. And I'm not, I'm not yep. real happy with, with Michael Jack or Croc. I just, the commentary. Oh. I struggle, but I will say to give the devils their due on that play. They all went nuts at the same time, and that I had it's a great soundbite. You should hear it. I love. I got the play recorded, uh, but what he does, coach. You know how they say slow the game down. The really great ones know how to slow it down when the heat's really on, and we know that from from sports. He just relaxed his hands when his foot slid out. His right foot slides out on this new turf. That's interesting, right? He had, he had a planet right. He wasn't extended. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. But it's back yeah. And yet he threw it. Yet he threw a dart. And threw a dart and just <laughs> relaxed. You can almost see his body frame yep. just sag a little bit, and he just very nonchalantly reaches for the ball like no big deal, and it fires a seed across the diamond. A two eighty well, life. It make, yeah, it makes you wonder how how the Cardinals gave him up so easy. That's the talk of baseball. I was, talk, uh, I was texting Bo about that. That's kind of the talk of baseball. You know how uh-huh. how they got rid of him. Uh, 
because this is not one of these guys where when you see that he gets near 400 bats, he's batting 180, so you dilute his butt down. You know, you just, just kill him. No, this guy in the minor leagues, 285, uh, yeah. he's had success. The only bad year in the majors was the year last year when the Phillies traded for him with the mm-hmm. Cardinals. I think he was batting miserably for the Cardinals last year, bud. I think he was. Yeah, he struggled last year yeah, with the Cardinals. It, it was bad. That's it. That's the lone exception, which, you know, who knows what's on his mind at that point, right? But uh, I would I'd be very comfortable. You you really improve your corner defense, uh, and you got to put up with Turner. He's, he's an okay shortstop. Not a good shortstop. Not a great shortstop. Uh, Stout, uh, Stott is a not only a great second baseman, but on the pivot, on the double play, oh, man, oh, is, he fun? Yeah. is he fun yeah. to watch on that? And listen, you're not going to get any worse at first base than you'd have anyway. So the lesser of all the evils, you know, put Bohm out there, and that's, and that's what you got. But, uh, hey, listen, the, last but not least, the other thing that we're seeing for sure is the lack of Hoskins' offense. Let's make sure to make, make that point, all right? That's I was waiting for you to bring that up. Well, you know mm-hmm. it's true, and we're seeing that. It when, is. when you all of a sudden you're 3.26, it's not Harper. Harper doesn't take you to five, okay, from 3.2. You put Hoskins back in. You put Harper back in. You let him get hot. Yeah, you'll get back to 4.6 like last year. You're 3.26, man. You got problems everywhere, not solved by one man coming back, Harper. You're going to feel Hoskins yeah. all year long, and the fans are going to come to oh, realize. No doubt. They'll, no, they'll feel his They'll, feel they'll his see it. Of offense. They'll, see, yeah. they'll see and learn to appreciate how much he did for your run scoring production. Right, right, Coach? Well, I'll tell you. So you guys appreciate that Hoskins stuff, but too many people look at the negative side. If he makes a bad play, and he's never going to be a gold glover. You know that and everything. And you dwell on things like that, but you forget when you go back and see, I think, what, 75 or 70 extra base hits and this or that. You forget that point, you know, and say, oh, what a bonehead play. Anybody could have fielded that ball yeah. in first base. And yeah. yeah, and and an above league average on base percentage early in his career around 380, which is crazy good. Uh, and then uh, I suspect the Phillies started to – Monkey with his swing, he started to get more launch angle, you know, when that became popular. Yeah. And with that, they wanted to be more aggressive, and there won his own base percentage, which he he, he pivoted back to and, and improved. Uh, but still, career-wise, over-under on Hoskins, I'm going to go over 345 career on base percentage. I'm going to rely mm-hmm. on the whiz to – Get me a data field here. He's over that for his career, yeah. What is he? 353. Mm. Yeah. But again, good, that's, not good the that's not the uh, the metric we want to talk about. From it's Britain. above league average by a lot. Yeah, not the past two years, though. 330. Above league average, though. Is it? Yeah. That's a big difference from 350, though. Yeah. So Still above league average. That's fine. That's, yes, I mean, we're not saying he's not an above average first baseman. We resolve this. We resolve this. Well, Coach, well, anything, they definitely miss having him. Anything uh, on your mind before we close out here? No, just that uh, I, I think your, your show last week with Bo was fantastic. Oh, thanks, I told man. Chad, I said, you've established a rapport with him different than the old standard answers with Larry. So, oh, yeah, he's a good player. And what he, uh, how he talked about Marsh and things like that. But, you, you know, you've proved 
you and Chad have proved that Marsh is not an excellent center fielder and played mostly in left and all those type of things. But Bo, I can notice it when I listen to you that he was really impressed with a couple things and more or less saying, thanks a lot. I never realized that and so forth. You know, yeah. so you brought him along where I think the respect factor with Larry Boa towards your guys is going way up. Yeah, thanks for the validation. And that was the takeaway point from the podcast last week, which just about everybody said was our best show yet by far. Uh, I appreciated that. I don't know about by far, but we felt it during the show because Bo was that bought in. You just, you just knew he did. But you know what? Good things in life take a while. That's the lesson to the kids. Hey, if at first you don't succeed, right? Keep trying. Right, good man. things come to those who wait. Who wait? Yep. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter. And you do have to hang in because even in business, the clients that love us today, they liked us last year. They told us we were really good. Now, they're testimonials for Grimley Financial. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, that's it. You got to wait sometimes. And Boa did uh, buy in. And uh, it's funny because I got a call today from Charlie. He was on an airplane getting on a plane, and he was apologizing for not being able to come on. And uh, uh-huh. I don't do a very good Charlie Barrett. Chuck, Charlie here. I, I like the show. Well, you're like you the show. Yeah. Then, then you move it's the runner a, over. Then, then, then you get a hit. And then he scores a and run. His he he bow likes it too. But, <laughs> but, yeah. But I can't do it today. I, he felt bad. I started my, my week off with Charlie Manuel apologizing for why he can't make the show today. It's, yeah, I can think of worse ways to start your week. But it was cute. He's such a great guy. No wonder the fans oh, the love Charlie Manuel. He might have had too many of those Charlie's cheesesteaks they just opened up over at the park. You know? oh, did yeah. they really? I haven't heard that. Yeah. Charlie's yeah. cheesesteaks. I'll tell you, the food, yeah. Oh, yeah. the food at Sizzle Bank Park, that, that's a gourmet, I don't know about gourmet, but oh, that's, that's, that's a really good day food. out. My big thing was the Mac and Mango store. Uh, Ma- Manco and Manco, I think it is now. I loved having yeah. them at the ballpark. That was an awesome addition. Yeah. Yeah. Our Mark's food is good. Now. All right, coach. We'll see you real soon. Uh, we'll get together for a dinner, talk some sports. And I uh, appreciate you having you on, all right? Have a good week, my man. My pleasure. Have a good show. Yep, See you, thanks, sir. See you guys. That lead off on the rants? No, I don't, I don't have a rant this week. No I rant. would rant on the Phillies, but I think we already touched on everything I would discuss. So I'm just going to pass on my rant and just say my rant is the Philadelphia Phillies performance. Yeah, start the season. yeah how could it not be, right? Uh, so I would just say to everybody, yeah, still be patient, but understand that what you're seeing through nine is way below any uh, par value expectation. I mean, this is ridiculous what we're seeing. And, and you, you can say all you want about, oh, the Rangers. Well, DeGrom hardly made it past three innings, okay? And then the next team that went in there was okay and shut them out 2 nothing back-to-back. So don't expect the Rangers to win 100 games this year. I'll, I'll give you that right now. Uh, and, the, and the Yankees, uh, yeah, it's a fair test, no doubt about it. They, they got good pitching. But uh, why are people pitching to judge? I don't know. <laughs> He's going to prove him wrong, that's for sure. Orioles, two out, nobody on or pitching to him. He had two home runs. That's what, nuts. Why? I don't know. Major League managers, what are you thinking? Please call me, text me. I will convince you at lunch not to pitch to judge. What do you want to do? Wait till he hits 100 home runs? He hit 70 or whatever the hell it was. It's unbelievable. They pitch to judge with first base open. Yeah. What are they expecting in a league average of 240? Back-to-back-to-back signals? (laughs) I don't know. It's not going to happen, okay? it's not like he's the fastest guy in the world. I mean, he's... He runs okay for big guys. He runs okay, but it's not like you're walking and, oh, God, he could score on you. Still second. Yeah, Yeah. he's going to worry about, overly concerned about that. 
Yeah, they they drop off considerably. So you'll choke your outfield from second. He's not going to score there. So you need what do you need? You know, two hits, three hits. Take your chances. How and and they're pitching him fastballs with an O two count. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. But anyway, Phillies fans, be patient. You know, as you know, the uh, the old cliche in this long season is true. Harper will be back. He's hitting him in the upper deck this weekend. How far away can he be? Uh, and boy, do we ever need him. And uh, let's just see. Uh, I, I know that, well, I don't know, but uh, I assume that Thompson doesn't listen to our podcast, right? But let's just see if uh, if he feels the vibe and the climate and, and drops where we're down. I don't think it's likely. I think it's possible. But how the heck can you not, you know? And, and, and if he does, immediately the team has a better chance of winning ball games. You know, you can complicate this game all you want. And at the end of the day, you know, even with analytics being what Because analytics is taking nothing more than data and making common sense out of it. The game is common sense. And we really complicate it. And, and make it far-fetched when we try to convince baseball fans that Schwarber batting second makes any sense whatsoever. All right? And I'll, I'll, I'll end with that rant. Why don't you tell where how to get us, where to text us, and all that neat stuff was. Yep. As always, you can check us out on the social media. Just type in Speaking of Sports. That should bring us our page. Our website, speakingofsportspod.com. It's the same with our email, speakingofsportspod at gmail. If you want to give us any comments. Feedback. If we, you know, we, whenever we do have Bo on or Charlie on, any other guest, if we announce, or you know, Bo and Charlie are going to be, you know, frequent guest. If you want any questions that you want us to ask them, just send them our way, and we'll keep them, and we'll, and we'll throw the questions out there for you. Uh, but yeah, check us out on all the social media platforms. You can also text Chuck directly at six zero nine eight two eight five five six nine, and then we will we we will be back next Monday with hopefully the Phillies having a very good week and getting getting back on track because it's a big week here. I'm going to leave everybody with Andrew McCutcheon, 378-515 on base, 583 slug, 1.098 OPS. He was ours. And guess who's going to win Rookie of the Year in the American League? Is it, what, what, is it Ohapi or the catcher? Ohapi. Yeah. 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 Odds on. Yeah, it's tough. It was a tough, tough giving him up. Yeah, yeah. Look, how are things looking yeah. so far with the GM ship? Yeah, I'm not good. Now, what's the Phillies for you? We're the Phillies have to win now too because the to Braves are loaded for a long yeah, they time. They have to win now. We don't have yeah. time with Harper and Turner aging and Schwarber aging. The whole, yeah. all the elite players are yep. supposed to be are aging. It's safe for Stott and Boehm. If, you know, they're kind of TBD still. Yeah, it's all 31 slash 32 next year. Yeah, yeah you, you're exactly right. No, we're in trouble. We got to win now. Like win this now. year, next year, we have like three years. That's right. our window. <laughs> That's well, our we window. better hope some prospects get really good or we make some crazy signings because the Braves are going to be good for a long time. And we're going to stink in the outfield for the next three. Oh, easy. Easy, yeah. I'm out on that. I could see Harper being a DH the rest of his life. <laughs> so, And we're not seeing Painter all this year. We know that. Probably not. We ought to do the after show right now because this yeah. is how we talk when we hang up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, that's, guy, that's we love what you. we got for you. Thanks for listening. Out.